Welcome to Staying in the Black, a show about teachers and money. I'm Miss Black, a New York City educator, single mom, and personal finance translator. Join me as I build my runway to retirement. Each week, we'll share actionable steps, resources, and inspiration that educators can use to maximize their benefits and improve their personal finances. Staying in the Black means having more assets than liabilities and being able to pay off your debt without any problems. Stop living paycheck to paycheck and build a joyful life. Thank you for joining me. Hello and welcome to another episode of Staying in the Black. I'm Ms. Black, your host, and today we are reviewing a book by Brent Kessel called It's Not About the Money. So yes, this is a podcast about teachers and money. Uh, so the title of the book just caught my interest and it was definitely something that I wanted to read. It's not about the money. So often on this podcast, you hear me talk about mindset and I always have to frame it with the sense like if you are not in the mindset that you can address your financial needs or that you can retire, then it won't happen. So Henry Ford is quoted as saying, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. Your mind is a powerful thing. And I've read several books that address kind of mindset. And oftentimes when people talk about mindset in the context of money, you know, people who are struggling with getting their finances in order or struggling with having enough money is are always like, you know, it's easy to say. And I always have to acknowledge that before I talk about like a mindset episode. So this book to me was really helping you with your mindset. It also gave you a frame for how to think about how you, you know, how you interact. And it really just speaks to how and why it is so challenging to, uh, you know, sometimes get a handle on, on how you spend. And the beauty of it is that giving you the framework really gives you a context to latch onto and kind of better understand how and why you make some of the decisions that you make. And what I loved about this book was it gave the, um, what they call the eight archetypes, eight, you know, overarching ways that people engage with money. But then it went through each archetype chapter. Each archetype had one chapter and it spoke about how, you know, this archetype interacts with money, but it also gave like solutions and food for thought for the person in this archetype, which I think was ingenious, right? So it's kind of like if you fall in one of these categories, it really helped you think about actions that you could take to address and what would be aligned with your way of thinking instead of just telling you not to do it that way. The other thing about it is, after you read the book, it's not like, yes, you know, on this 
in, in the podcast, I always tell you like, what's the highest leverage action step you can take after listening to the episode. And I do that because, you know, often we get a lot of information, but we don't know like how to get started. And here it's like, don't even jump in to get started. You know, give yourself some time to reflect and then make your plan from there. So as usual, when I do a book review, I go through it kind of chapter by chapter. So I'm not going to go through this entire book chapter by chapter, but really just highlighting the meaningful parts. So this was a good introduction to lay the the foundation of the purpose of the book and why the author thought it was important to write it. So great introduction. I know sometimes people skip it and they want to go straight to the chapters. Now, the book is divided into three parts. The first part is the nature of mind. The second part is the eight financial archetypes. And the third part is in the world and of it. So the parts aren't equally distributed, but they are equally important. And so in the nature of the mind, it really speaks to this wanting mind and that how our minds are designed to never truly be satisfied. And in reading this chapter, I found myself having conversations with people about satisfaction um, and was really interested to hear how some people felt like being satisfied was almost like being complacent. And so depending on, you know, how you think about it, um, it's just really, really interesting to think like, when is enough enough? Um, And uh, in the quote they in the book they quote uh Rockefeller it's like when is enough enough and he says um once I have a little bit more and that is the classic quote for you know people's mindset and I also think it's cultural so I think it is as Americans we are hyper you know consumerism like that's what our culture is all all about and so I think if you are an immigrant or your family comes from a different culture than, you know, an American culture, some of this, you may be sitting here thinking like, of course, you know, you shouldn't consume all this stuff. But as an American, um, I think this, you know, wanting more, getting more, keeping up with the Joneses uh, type of mentality is just part of our everyday culture, which makes it even more difficult uh, to correct it. But the episode, not but, and the the part of the book really helps you examine, you know, how and why you, you know, you think some of the things that you do. And uh it gives you the opportunity to kind of reflect on how and why you think. Let me also say in reading this book that I felt like I read this book and I needed a journal with it. I'm not a journaler. I don't, you know, put a journal entry in every day. But what another thing that I liked about this book that some people may find frustrating because depending on, you know, had I read this book maybe 10 years ago, I might not 
um, have liked it as much. But given that I am in a reflective period in my uh, in my life, or you know, I the questions were really um, interesting, and I found myself wanting to think and reflect on the questions and then write out my responses. So if you choose to read this book, I totally encourage you to get the book and then get a journal so that you can kind of reflect to over your responses and possibly write them down. So after you get through the part one, which is the nature of the mind, and it it speaks to kind of the mind not have not always wanting more or and then to like the unconscious. So like certain activities or behaviors that you do just unconsciously to help satisfy that mind that is never satisfied. And then we move in to part two of the book, which is the eight financial archetypes. And so they're divided into, um, you know, the guardian, the pleasure seeker, um, and then you have the idealist, the saver, the star, the innocent, the caretaker, the empire builder. So those are the eight archetypes, and I'm going to give you a description. I'm just going to read you directly from the book, the description. So the guardian is always alert and careful. The pleasure seeker prioritizes pleasure and enjoyment in the here and now. The idealist places the greatest value on creativity, compassion, social justice, or spiritual growth. The saver seeks security and abundance by accumulating more financial assets. The star spends, invests, or gives money away to be recognized, feel hip or classy, and increase self-esteem. The innocent avoids putting significant attention on money and believes or hopes excuse me, or hopes that life will work out for the best. The caretaker gives and lends money to express compassion and generosity. The empire builder thrives on power and innovation to create something of enduring value. So those are all eight. Again, the guardian, the pleasure seeker, the idealist, the saver, the star, the innocent, the caretaker, the empire builder. Now you may say, ooh, which one am I? After reading the book, there are times that I can be or have been one of any of these eight uh, archetypes but you generally do have prevailing, like a prevailing, you know, two. And when you read the book, you have a better, a better sense of what they are. And again, one chapter is lit, is dedicated to each of these archetypes. So they even list like the pitfalls, um, and the gifts. So for the guardian, the pitfall is worry and anxiety. The gift is alertness and prudence. 
for the pleasure seeker, hedonism, impulsiveness is the pitfall. The gifts are enjoyment and pleasure. The idealist pitfalls, distrust and aversion, gifts, vision and compassion. The saver, hoarding, penny pinching, the gifts, self-sufficiency and abundance. The star, pretentious, self-important, the gifts, leadership style, the innocent, pitfalls, avoidance, and helplessness, the gifts, hope, and adaptability, the caretaker of pitfalls, enabling, self-abandoning, gifts, empathy, and generosity, the empire building, pitfalls, greed, and domination, the gifts, innovation, and decisiveness. And so as you read the overarching definitions and experiences under these archetypes, you then enter a part with the the chapter about the individual ones where they give a nice story to demonstrate what uh, the, the, the archetype represents. And then it goes into, you know, the core of who they are, and kind of examples to help you better solidify if this is, you know, if this is one of your prevailing types. It also talks about the feelings of the archetype. And then when you are trying to address, like when you feel threatened financially, the moves that you may make to address and, and comfort your need to be this type of person. And it just goes into the payoff, the worst case um, case scenario, and it goes through it pretty well. And it gives you a checklist um, or creating safety for yourself. So the things that you need to put in place so that you feel comfortable and therefore being able to not satisfy, but address your wanting mind. And again, this goes through for each archetype. And so you can, I found it helpful to read them all because at some point I was one of them, but if you don't want to read the entire book, you can just read your leading archetypes if you choose to. Beyond that, once you do that, you go into part three of the book and part three of the book speaks to part three of the book speaks to what to do once you figure this out right so in the world and of it so now you've identified who you are what your leading archetypes are now what should you do about it and how do you incorporate these things now, what I also liked about the book is that he gave, you know, general advice that whether, you know, no matter which archetype this thing would help, you know, which archetype you identify as, this would be helpful to you. And he also gave some really great resources um, that you could look into and utilize to help you have a better understanding, including you know, advice to um, get assistance, whether it be 
a fee-only person. So the author, Brent Kessel, is a South African who immigrated to America when he um, was young. And so it really, um, he's, he's very transparent and speaks about his journey. You will notice through the book, he uh, quotes a lot of um, spiritual leaders, including the Dalai Lama. Um, I didn't, yeah, I just felt like it just made me reflect and the questions worked. And so he's often referred to as the financial yogi. Uh, and he, you know, definitely has a, a lean towards mindfulness practices and not just thinking about the numbers, but also the feelings that go along with the decisions that are being made. So I think, well, not I think, and if mindset is something that you are struggling with, I, this book definitely will take you through exercises to clarify and refine your mindset uh, on money. It'll also provide you with a frame to uh, kind of start start examining your behaviors and figuring out what next steps you should take or what things to be prepared for and identifying triggers, um, financial triggers for you that make you, that may make you do things that are not in your best financial interests. The other thing, so he wrote this book a while ago and let me see when the original published date, because they reissued it with a different color cover. So when I borrowed it from the library, it had one color cover. And then when I went to Amazon to download it, so the current cover is like this sky blue and it looks, you know, very serene. But the original cover, it's it's red um, and blue and almost kind of looks like a, you know, a self-help sort of um, book, which I guess uh, it is. So, you know, the book's been around a while. You can get it from, you know, I got it from the library because I love the library, Um, but you could get it from Amazon or probably even a good um, used book sale. I mean, book sale, bookseller, um, if you'd like to. So Brent Kessel is also, he owns a financial advising firm and the book also refers to resources that are on his webpage that are actually free. So he has um, a podcast of meditations um, that you may like and other things, some of the things that he lists in the book, I couldn't find on his website, but they also had some other um, resources that you might find helpful. And so he also has a list of exercises that are two and a half pages long. And that's what I said, like, you don't have to do them, but I felt compelled to do them. And I found them really helpful throughout um, the process to reflect on what I was experiencing um, and why. And just, it really just 
help me think like, oh, this is my mindset and this is, you know, some things that I can work on. So if you're looking for a book to help you clarify what you're thinking and give you exercise to really reflect on things that you may have done in the past, this is definitely um, the book for you. And I encourage you and because he's how he closes the book totally speaks to um, his um, nickname as the financial yogi. And he closes it with, may you be happy. May you be free. May your life be full, be a full expression of your own unique spirit in this very moment in all moments to come. And I thought that was a really powerful way. You have to do the work. You have to decide what is meaningful for you. Um, And these exercises kind of make it a bit easier to discover that for yourself. So would I recommend it? Yes. If you, you know, the highest leverage action step, it's probably one of the books that I would put at the top of my list to help you um, think about your mindset. There are a lot of books that I've read that have helped with um, money mindset, but this one I thought probably had the best exercises to go through out of all the books that I've read. And then you have online, free online resources that can support you. So in the show notes, I will put a link to his free resources um, and a link to to the book. So let me just add this. So I finally figured out, and I'll talk about this more next week in my second quarter update. I finally figured out a way to do affiliate marketing in a way that wasn't driving me crazy or seemed kind of skeezy as I worry about that. And that is using um, the Amazon um, Associates link. And so I applied for that program and was accepted. And what I then did was took all of my book reviews and I put them in a book review page. And if you purchase the book from Amazon, I will get a percentage of it. It costs you no more than... um, what it would normally cost you, but it's a way for me to see some revenue on this podcast because it's been a labor of love. Um, and I'm just trying to find, try to figure out how to, um, monetize it. And so this is one way that I'll be able to monetize it. And I think I, I did the affiliate, uh, program a couple of weeks ago. The page should be up. Hopefully, um, by the end of next week. And I hope to be able to report to you in the third quarter update, how much money I make um, and how it's all worked out for me. So next week episode will be the second quarter update. Uh, It will have a whole lot of stuff in it because I've learned a lot of things and I'm doing a lot of things, but thank you for listening. I hope that this book um, review is really helpful in deciding whether you want to do, um, whether you want to read, it's not about the money. Um, and enjoy your weekend.
Remember, stay in the black. Thank you for joining us this week at Staying in the Black. Subscribe to make sure you never miss a show and visit our website at stayingintheblk.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at stayingintheblk. If you like the show, please tell a friend and leave a review in iTunes so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Thank you for listening. See you next week when...